welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. Nine pages remain. This is page 985. With both hands, metal gleamed faintly in the dim moonlight as he crouched, his body tense as a coiled spring. For a long moment there was nothing, no sound, no movement outside the window or in the darkened room. It was a faint noise, but perfectly clear in the stillness of the room. There was a pause, and then the noise came again, sharp and insistent against the window glass. Tap, 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 tap. Fast sighed. Relaxing out of his tense crouch, he walked over to the window, then threw the drop bar and opened it. My window doesn't have a lock, Chronicler said petulantly. Why does yours? Obvious reasons, Fast said. Can I come in? Bast shrugged and moved back toward the fireplace while Chronicler climbed awkwardly through the window. Bast struck a match and lit a lamp on a nearby table, then carefully set a pair of long knives on the mantel. One was slender and sharp as a blade of grass, the other keen and graceful as a thorn. Chronicler looked around as light swelled to fill the room. It was large with rich wood paneling and thick carpets. Two lounging couches faced each other in front of the fireplace, and one corner of the room was dominated by a huge canopy bed with deep green curtains. There were shelves filled with pictures, trinkets, and oddments, locks of hair wrapped in ribbon, whistles carved from wood, dried flowers, rings of horn and leather and woven grass, a hand-dipped candle with leaves pressed into the wax, and in what was obviously a recent addition, holly boughs decorated parts of the room. One long garland ran along the headboard of the bed, and another was strung along the mantel, weaving in and out the handles of a pair of bright, leaf-bladed hatchets hanging there. Bast sat back in front of the cold fireplace and wrapped a rag blanket around his shoulders like a shawl. It was a chaos of ill-matching fabric and faded color, except for a bright red heart sewn squarely in the center. We need to talk, Chronicler said softly. Bast shrugged his eyes fixed dully on the fireplace. Chronicler took a step closer. I need to ask you. You don't have to whisper, Bast said without looking up. But on the other side of the inn, sometimes I have guests. It used to keep him awake, so I moved to this side of the building. There are six solid walls between my room and his. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Drea. I'm Nick, and there is a lot to examine here. Especially compared to the last two pages. <laughs> So let's start. I like Bass inventory. Mm-hmm, yeah, I feel like there's a lot you can kind of imagine based on the, the items that are in his room. Two different sets of weapons is interesting to me. Like he has the long knives and the hatchets. I like that the long knives are, are different. Yeah, it reminds me of Drizzt Orden's knives, which are yes. called Jeremy. Oh, I know you know this. I somewhere in the darkness of my hindbrain I do know it but I it's not coming to me right now isn't one of them called icing death oh god it's something like that hold on a minute it's gonna yes. drive me crazy yes I really like the leaf bladed hatchets also that's a cool design choice yeah that sounds familiar to me have we seen men- mention of of leaf bladed hatchets before is that connected to the to the Sitha uh, no, I don't think so. And it, it feels he, vaguely like Lord of the Rings elves-ish. Yeah, it just feels like a uh, a design uh, choice that I've seen since. 
but it doesn't feel derivative here. Um, the the rings, so it says there's uh, rings of horn, leather, and woven grass. I imagine those not as finger rings, but just as like O-shaped things that are around. No, maybe they are. Maybe they are uh, finger rings. Uh, do, you, do you want to know the name of Drizzt Dorden's uh, scimitars? I do. You are right that one of them is Icing Death and the other one is Twinkle. Oh, Twinkle. That's right. Good times. Apparently, a leaf-bladed axe simply means, like, it just simply refers to the shape of the blade. It doesn't mean that it's, like, styled like a, like a leaf. It just means that it's sort of like that spread, sort of the iconic spread axe head that you think of when you think of a battle axe. As opposed to a bearded axe, which has kind of like a, a more hooked blade. Yeah, or a spaded axe, I guess. Spade-shaped axe. So, yes. the answer, So, as while I still I choose to think of these as being styled like leaves, it doesn't actually mean that. Uh, I, I see these rings and things, possibly things he's woven for fun, but also possibly gifts from his various friends and suitors, especially the rings of horn and leather and woven grass. I don't think we're in Ventus, right? So there's no reason to think that they're doing the ring Oh, game. oh, I imagined they're... them not as separate rings, but as a, like, so, okay, so you're saying it's a ring of horn, a ring of leather, ring of woven grass. Those are three separate rings. I think, like, or well, I thought, I don't know what I think anymore, but I thought it was the rings were horn leather and woven grass all together, which is what made me think they would be larger than finger rings because to get all those items together in a ring, you would you would want more space. Could be. It's all oddments. And as we recall from the lightning tree, he like trades weird oddments for boons to the kids. Hmm. You you're liking the word oddment. I don't know. The the word oddment really is resonating with me for whatever reason. Hmm. You know what? I uh, I saw a tic tac on the ground the other day, and it was all wa- weird and warped, and it was uh, it was an oddment. How how did it taste? Odd. You didn't get the joke. I got the joke. Thanks, Jeremy. Oh oh, it was an oddment. Oh, Jordana. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. It's really hard. Oh my god, Jordana. I'm so proud of you for reaching for that terrible pun and succeeding. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh, I feel like you've just graduated, Jordana. Like, I feel like... Uh, yeah, it's only been like 1,500 episodes. Uh, <laughs> nine pages from the end of this, and we uh, only now have I graduated. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm like literally in tears. I'm so happy. <laughs> also, where do we think Chronicler picked up his like stealth buff? Well, he didn't do a very good job since he... Alerted him to his presence almost immediately, enough time for him to go arm himself. Well, uh, it, did he not do a good job, or are Bast's senses preternaturally keen? But I, I just think, like, even, he's, it seems to me that he's, like, a little bit more practiced at this cloak and dagger, dagger stuff than you might expect from a, a humble scribe and historian. Maybe. I mean, he proved himself fairly streetwise in the uh, in the mugging at the very beginning of the, of the series. Hmm. There might be more to him than than even we know. He handles himself pretty well with the uh, with the knights uh, in this book. Mm. With the goons, the hired the goons. goons. Yeah, hired goons. Who do you think that Bast thinks it is? I think as Jordana intimated that he is just sort of ready for, for various... Like the Skrill are close, right? The Skrill have made it this far, so he might be... 
ready for for anything. Also, there's been two. There's been a demon attack and then a bunch of muggers. So mm. I don't know. Maybe he thinks it's the muggers come back for more. That's sort of what I was getting at. I wonder if he thinks that the muggers might think that he like shortchanged them or something. You know that they or they decided they could maybe just come back and rob him. Yeah. We do know that they have plans, or I mean, we know having read this book, and we will learn as first-time readers that they have arranged to meet up later tonight. So, uh, but definitely could be them coming back early or altering the deal. Hmm. All this is to say, it's nice to get a bit more of Bass interiority. This is his room. It's full of stuff. Odd mints, as we uh, we established. <laughs> uh, it's a nice change. And he has a life outside of Quoth too, right? Like he's having like guests over, guests in uh, in scare quotes. Yeah. Well, so wait, he said he used to have guests over. Like he doesn't anymore. He said mm. sometimes I have guests. It used oh. to keep him awake. So oh. I moved my room to the other side of the house so the incredible sex that I have wouldn't keep him awake. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah, we could read into that. And that is probably why Chronicler is being stealthy, not to have incredible sex with Bast, but so as to not let Quoth know that he is he is meeting with Bast. Exactly. Yeah. That's why he went outside instead of through the house, presumably, through the building. Yes. And that's why he's keeping his voice down. How close is Chronicler's room then to where Quoth is? Well, we know from this page that Quoth's room is on the other side of the inn. Yeah, but where's Chronicler's room? Oh, Chronicler's room. Oh, I don't know. In the middle. I guess, yeah. I guess it would have to be. Perfect. Jordana, it's time for you to draw a floor plan. Nope, not even a little bit. There's a limited number of things that I need to draw, and I have a lot of freelance work, and... You do? Oh, congrats. I didn't know that. Thank you. It's actually, none of it is the fun kind. It's all, like, the boring graphic design kind. Um, (laughs) So the fun kind all happened last year, and it's over now. Um, But... Listeners, if you want to hire Jordana for freelance work, make sure it's the fun kind. Yeah. So you can reach her at jordanaheaney.com. Okay, but I was going somewhere with this. Limited amount of art that I will make for the podcast. However, you know what? I'll write it down. Fine. I'll write it down. <laughs> That's step one. But I would like you to prioritize a 1940s style cartoon. Yeah, that's that's far more over a floor uh, plan more more pressing also like a full cartoon like a fully hand drawn yeah like nine you know. minutes long yeah uh, i am an illustrator not an animator i can animate but i don't like to my understanding is you just draw a thousand pictures and then put the one after the other and then film okay it there are yeah. way more ways to animate than mm-hmm. that however that is how a fleischer cartoon would have been made we want to strive for authenticity here. That's right. That's yeah, right. Maybe and I'll also, make you like, I'll make you like a kind of like a half-assed gif. How's that? <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll take wow. it. Wow. We will be yeah. negotiating further uh, off the air. We do have a letter. This is from Johnny from England who writes, Dear Pagers, longtime listener, first time letter writer here. Your show has evolved from something I listen to casually to the only podcast I actively seek out and put at the front of the queue with every release. Wow. The books mean so much to me, and we even had readings at our wedding. Having Page of the Wind gives me a whole new way to interact with them and my enjoyment of them, and my life is made all the richer. I tend to listen while at work and don't have the opportunity to write in with all the thoughts you prompt, but here's a super pedantic one I remember. Throughout the books, words are spelt or capitalized differently. Examples include excerpts from library books and Valerian's Tale, 
we are to believe that we're Ronnie, that we're reading chroniclers' writings, which are transcribed phonetically from Crow's story. So how do these variances occur? After day three, does Chronicler track down the books mentioned? As I said, pedantic and quite frankly pointless, but it makes me think all the same. I look forward to the remainder of the wise man's fear and whatever comes next from you three, if anything. No pressure, as you gifted us all so much already. All the best. Johnny from England, just a small country listener. <laughs> Cute. I do appreciate uh, Johnny from England as distinct, legally distinct from Johnny English, everyone's least favorite spy parody. I see those different spellings as indicating like a different cultural origin for the character or, or term, despite the fact that they are possibly the same, uh, the same character or the same term or idea. I don't think that we are meant to be reading like the text that Chronicler wrote. I think that would cast the book because obviously taking it back to Tolkien, like um, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings are explicitly meant to be like the papers of Bilbo uh, that were unearthed by Tolkien and arranged and, and edited and published. Like that's, that's textual. And so they're meant to be like a historic record. Um, and there's other books that do that uh, in, in other ways in various degrees of success. Uh I don't think that we're meant to take this as like the writings of David Luckies. Uh, I think that we're meant to take the narration as the narration of Quoth, but the frame is not written down by Chronicler, right? The frame is an omniscient narrator. So I think that the different spellings of the similar words and phrases are meant to add verisimilitude uh, while also adding deniability to the idea that, that these these related words or characters or uh, themes that emerge in the different stories with different origins uh, are, you know, possibly the same or possibly not. Which is how it works in the real world. Like there's similar characters springing up in different stories from different cultures. Uh, are they the same story? Are they the same origin? Are they the same character? Who can say? Yeah, I think that about covers it. Reasonable. Listeners, you can look forward to more reasonable dialogue as we inch closer to the end of this podcast on tomorrow's page. Of the wind.